It's the Beelis Daily on the new 105.5 Sports Live from the Spectrum Healthcare Partner Studios here in Auburn. My name is Aaron Morse filling in for Maddie B on this Thursday afternoon. Happy to have Michael Hoffer, the editor of The Forecaster. Find him online at theforecaster.net with us here on the phone. And Michael, uh, I know you were covering uh, North Yarmouth and Cape Elizabeth uh, and girls basketball on Wednesday. Tell us about that game and what else is going on in your coverage area right now? Well, well, there's been a lot of buzz around the NYA girls this year. It's uh, a program on the rise. They had a good season last year, and then they added uh, a few of the top players from the uh, the old Maine Girls Academy, which closed over the summer. So there was a lot of interest in how this team was going to do this year, and uh, so far so good. They improved to 10-3 last night with a close win over Cape Elizabeth. So uh, I know Booth Bay is going to be the heavy favorite, I think, in the Class C South tournament, being undefeated. Uh, but NYA is going to be right in that clump of teams coming up after that you know, could make a run pretty deep. And, you know, this is a program that hasn't even been to Augusta in 15 years. So it's, uh, it's an exciting time uh, for for that program. And just one of many great stories here as we uh, close in on two weeks left in the, in the basketball season and a little much, a little bit longer for hockey. But uh, we're getting down to crunch time here. Yeah, crunch time indeed. Where are some other storylines that you're looking out for right now in terms of playoff positioning and everything? We've got a good boys game tomorrow down here. Uh, Falmouth's taking on South Portland in an interclass game. You know, Falmouth might wind up being the team to beat in Class A South when all is said and done. Uh, Greeley's a two-time champ, and they're still uh, first in the heels. But, you know, Falmouth, no one's really talking about them. They've got size. They've got shooters. They almost upset Greeley last year in the semifinals. Uh, so if those teams score off again, and they only played once in the regular season, uh, but if they do meet in the tournament, I think that's going to be a great matchup. And then in a Class AA South, where South Portland resides, you know, just a wide-open region, uh, Thornton Academy uh, might be the team to beat, but uh, South Portland feels like they are. Uh, Bond Eagles having a really good season. Uh, Gorham's a tough team on any given night. And even though Scarborough has struggled, I wouldn't write off the uh, def- defending regional champions in that region. And then you look at the North, uh, you know, Bangor's got the glowing record. Edward Little has the pedigree as the defending champs. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Portland Deering, uh, Deering has, has been able to compete with everyone but Portland. And Portland's got a few tough losses this year, but i got to believe that, you know, come tournament time, they're going to be as tough as anyone. So I really think the Class AA tournament is going to be very compelling this year. Uh, going back to Gorham real quick, Mackenzie Holmes head to Indiana to play basketball. Is it just her, basically, this year? It seems like because they, they have had their ups and downs. What's going on there, I guess? Yeah, I mean, it, it's one of those things where you know, there's no question that, that McKenzie's in, in a superior talent. And they, they do have some, some good players around here. They just haven't had, you know, consistent play. And they play a pretty tough schedule, too. So, yeah. you know, they've lost twice to Scarborough. Scarborough's 13-1. and one. There's no shame in that. They lost a close home game to Greeley. Greeley hasn't lost a game in two years. Sure. So it's it's not like, you know, they're losing the teams they shouldn't lose to necessarily. I still think, you know, you look at Gorham last year, they were the five seed going into the tournament. I think they were eleven and seven, twelve and six, something like that. But as soon as February <laughs> arrived, they they flipped that switch and they made a run to the state game and a controversial foul call at the buzzer. Other than that, they might have won the third straight championship. So, yes, they, they, they don't have the record that maybe some people think they should, but I think anyone that's writing off Gorham is foolish, and I guarantee you that Scarborough and South Portland are not writing off Gorham, <laughs> even though they're the top two teams right now. So I still think, you know, and then uh, South Portland gets Gorham next weekend, not this coming weekend, but the following weekend, and uh, South Portland's looking for some revenge after Gorham upset them in last year's semi. So some good storylines in that region, too, and, uh, you know, and, and until you knock off the king or the queen, if you will, uh, you know you got to take them seriously. No question. 
For sure. And then in hockey, I think you cover, what, Greeley uh, Gardner the other day. What's yeah. going on right now in hockey? Yeah, it was my first chance to see Greeley. Uh-huh. Uh, they were a goal short of the state championship last year. They came into this season as the favorite in Class B, and uh, they have not disappointed. They uh, 9-0 and to date. Uh, it's the first time this century that they've gone off to a unbeaten, untied start at the midway point. They've had some excellent teams, as you know, uh, including three state champions. So this group is special. And uh, they showed it against a, a Gardner team that's pretty good. And Gardner played them tough most of the way, but really just has so much firepower. They had one kid with a hat trick, another who had two goals and four assists. And they just come at you in waves. You know, regardless of what the line is on the ice, they can score. And, you know, this is a group that's hungry. They have unfinished business. And their next two games now are against St. Tom's and Lewiston. So oh. they'll get a real idea of how, you know, if you're as good as those top eight teams, then clearly, I you know, they're going to be tough to beat in the tournament. And, you know, looking at Class A. You know, it seems like the power's up north. you got Lewiston, Bangor, St. Dom's, all very strong. I think Ever Little's pretty good, too. Ever Little uh, put a scare into Lewiston yesterday. They right, should have exactly. won, really. Yeah, you know, so you got to take them seriously. And down in this part of the state, yeah, Biddeford's starting to emerge now as the favorite. You know, the first half of the year, no one was really pulling away. Uh, no one had a very good record. But I think Biddeford's slowly starting to uh, to improve and, and get back to the point where they were last year where they won, and won the regional title. You know, there's still teams like Scarborough and Falmouth and Chevrolet and Portland Daring uh, that I think will make a run at them. But I, I do think when the tournament rolls around, Biddeford will probably be the one seed and will probably be the favorite going in uh, going into that tournament. So we always talk about you know basketball and hockey on this on the show, but I know you cover some other um, sports. I see some swimming on here. What else are you covering down there right now? Well, you know this this area has got no shortage of great swimmers. Uh-huh. Uh, Olivia Ty, who goes to Cape Elizabeth, is actually going to swim at Duke next year. Oh, wow. Uh, it gives you, a, you know, and they're, they're a perennial championship team, the Shevers Boys Swim Team, uh, I believe is one of the last six state titles. Uh, so, you know, there's a, there's a lot of great athletes there. We have no great, you know, shortage of great track athletes. Uh, everyone knows the name Jarrett Flaker from football, the Scarborough standout, who's right. also, Whew. you know, the state's premier sprinter. Um, and they're, you know, in Scarborough, it seems like they're winning state titles every single year. So, you know, we've got great athletes really in all sports in our coverage area. And, and everything kind of comes to a head over February vacation week where not only do you have the state meets and uh, all those other sports, but you got the basketball tournament going on. So trying to rest up for that ahead of time. Yeah. Start now, right? Get a get a jump on it. Yeah. For- uh, yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter how I prepare. It's just, <laughs> I'll be exhausted by the time it's over with, and of course I'm not getting any younger, so that doesn't help. Oh, there it is. <laughs> you, you mentioned Flaker, yeah, he's a real you know track star along with football. Do you hear about his college plans or anything? Does he have anything? Have you heard anything about that or anything? Or no? Well, you know, he's a junior, and I know he's getting a ton of interest. I'm sure he's weighing his options. Yeah, I, I, I don't really doubt though. he'll announce yeah. anything until right. until next year. Uh, but no, there's no question that that he can kind of you know write his ticket at this point. And I wouldn't be surprised if there are some big-name schools that would that would love to have him come and run there, and he's just getting better and better. So, you know, a kid like that really uh, can, can kind of do whatever he wants. For sure. And then, um, you know, what else? What do you uh, have coming up here this week, I guess? Where are some games we'll be seeing some uh, coverage of? Yep, so we got a Falmouth South Portland Boys basketball tomorrow, which okay. will be the big game. Uh, interesting girls game coming up early next week when Edward Little comes down here and plays at South Portland. Uh, I think mm-hmm. South Portland feels like that should have been the state game a year ago, but you know, like I said, they got upset by Gorham, and then El went on and won the title, and kind of a surprise. I think it surprised most people, and uh, you know, here they are. They don't have quite the same record this year, uh, although they didn't have a great record like either last year, and then they put it together late. So 
So that'll be an interesting game, you know, and who knows, maybe it's a preview of something to come down the road. Uh, and then later next week, we've got to go on South Portland girls basketball. Uh, I've got a Portland Shevers boys basketball game. So, you know, we're getting into crunch time here. And then after that, we're down to the final week of the season when you're going to get all these, you know, traditional rivals scoring off like Portland and Deering and South Portland, Portland, Deering, Shevers games like that. So, you know, a lot of big showdowns still to come and a lot of teams jockeying for heel points, a lot of teams trying to get into the tournament. And, uh, you know, it's a lot to keep track of here. But, you know, there's no such thing as a meaningless game here the next few weeks. Something I read the other day, after, I think it was right after we had you all on, I was kicking myself, we didn't ask you about it, was Portland and Deering talking about maybe merging mm-hmm. for football? What are, you, what are you hearing about that? Well, it's interesting because, you know, it, it kind of depends what side of the city you're on. It sounds to me, you know, from what I understand, is, is the Deering folks, a lot of Deering folks are very much for it. Uh, a lot of the Portland people want to continue with the status quo. And, you know, nothing was decided. That was kind of a preliminary fact gathering, uh-huh. meeting a chance for people, you know, parents especially, to kind of voice their views. And, you know, there's no question that, that football is in a crisis here in the city. They, they haven't had a middle school program for over five years. And as a result, you just don't have a whole lot of, of younger kids playing the sport. And if you don't have a pipeline, you don't have varsity programs eventually. You know, Portland's graduating a ton of kids from a program that's been in the state game three out of the last four years. And, uh, you know, they'll have enough to field the team next year, but, you know, they don't have huge numbers. Deering's actually in better shape for the moment uh, with a lot of kids coming back. But, you know, again, long-term prognosis is that you're not going to have big rosters. So there is talk about that. I mean, there's even been talk over the years about the two schools combining, you know, completely, not just for sports. Mm. Uh, and, you know, and as you can imagine, there's a lot of resistance in a, in a city where, you know, you have one high school that's over 150 years old and another that's over 100. And, uh, you know, those those roots run deep. If you bleed purple, you you know, you don't want to have anything to do with Portland. And if you, you know, bleed, you bleed blue and white, you don't, have, you don't want to have anything to do with Deering. But, you know, time marches on and, and eventually, you know, the schools already have, a, you know, joint hockey teams. Right. And it, it's possible, you know, down the road for them to survive that that's what will happen. But I don't think you're going to see anything for at least a few years on that count. Mm. Michael, was that a uh, an actual choice? To not have middle school football, or weren't there enough kids? Well, I think, you know, and again, I'm not positive on this, but my understanding is it was mostly a financial decision. So, and I think, you know, and definitely the participants were drying up a little bit too, but, you know, at least if you had the option, you could conceivably try to get people out to play. You know, they, they, they were some of the, there's a middle school league that's not affiliated with the schools themselves uh, that some of the Portland kids have played in, but it's not the same as having, you know, representing your middle school. Sure. Yeah. And, you know, hopefully they'll restore that if they can restore it. That that should help, I would think. I was going to say it's impressive Portland's been as good as they have been without a middle school right. pipeline there, right? Yeah, no I mean, and clearly they've had some elite athletes. And, uh, you know, and frankly, they benefit from playing in, in the north. You know, if they were in the south with mm. Long and T.A., they probably wouldn't have gone to those state games. Um, That's you know, true. People yeah, sure. down here probably don't want to hear that. But it's, it's <laughs> no, no, I think you're absolutely right. <laughs> and, you know, you look at, you know, like if Deering and Portland had flipped, you know, yeah. Portland probably would not have been going to state games. And I don't know that Deering would have had Portland success in the North either. I would argue they probably wouldn't. So that's not to take anything away from what Portland's accomplished. They've had some great teams. They've had some nice wins. But you've seen when they've gone up against TA and Bon Eagle, you know, on the big stage. For one thing, you know, their their rosters have endured by what the other team has. And, and, you know, TA and Bon Eagle just have phenomenal teams. So, you know, Portland's great accomplishment. 
Uh, but, you know, if Portland Deer and want to win a state title anytime soon, it might have to come as a joint venture. And then, you know, we've talked about how great South Portland is, you know, girls basketball and some other sports, but football's been a mess there. What's going on yeah. right now with football at South Portland? Well, I think you're going to see that turnaround. Okay. You know, we've got Aaron Filio now as coach. Yep. Uh, he was a one-time star player for John Wolfram. In fact, when South Portland won their first state title in the playoff era back in 1992, uh, Yefilio was an undersized defensive standout for that team. Um, and he went to Cape Elizabeth. This was a, basically a startup program. He wasn't the first coach there, but he was the second. And I remember him telling me when he took over there, our goal was to win the state title. And, you know, it was laughable at the time. They were basically a startup program. And within a few years, he had them in the state game. They never did win it, but they got there twice. Mm. And uh, he's, you know, he knows South Portland. He believes South Portland. I think he's going to turn that program around in a few years. You know, again, numbers a big issue, not much of a pipeline, but with the tradition there. And I think, you know, he's really going to put in the sweat equity. And I think you're going to see in a handful of years that program being back in prominence. Your thoughts on uh, eight-man football? Looking forward to covering that because it sounds like it's definitely going to happen. Yeah, I really am looking forward to it. Yeah. I've never seen it, and I think I think it's more than just a novelty. I think you know, you look, you look at the NFL. You've got players who played at six man, eight man. Yeah. Um, you know, if you, if you're a good athlete, you're gonna you're gonna succeed. And I think it just makes too much sense. A lot, a lot of these programs need that option. Uh, I think it's going to help some programs survive and maybe even thrive. But yeah, I definitely am looking forward to coming. And I think those are going to be some fun games. And I think you know, if people you know have an open mind about it and go check it out. I think they'll enjoy it. Um, so yeah, that, that's certainly going to be welcome next fall. Michael, we haven't seen, haven't talked to you since uh, the uh, AFC Championship game. What do you think? Oh, I'm still coming down from a high on that one. I tell you, that was uh, that was something. That was an all timer. You know, there've only been a handful of games like that that uh, that they've won. There've been a few like that that they've lost. But uh, you know, just uh, the emotional swings and and the fact that I still I don't know where this team has been all year. I mean, I know we talked all season just. You know, they, were, they, were, they weren't playing well. They were a terrible team on the road. What's wrong? What's wrong? Clearly, they were saving their best for last. And uh, just the fact that they're in another Super Bowl is, is truly remarkable. And, you know, the way they're playing right now, I think if the line can hold up and, and keep those nasty Rams, you know, defensive linemen away from Brady, I, I think they have a great shot to bring home another ring. But just the fact that we're in a position to talk about it is kind of unexpected, and it's kind of a gift. It's kind of like yes. the first one in my mind. Yeah, it's almost full cycle. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I texted Maddie during the game uh, something that I was upset about, and he said, "Just once, give me a blowout." He said, "I can't, oh, I, I can't oh. take this." He said, give, give, "Give me a first quarter touchdown." I mean, just play from ahead. I mean, it, yeah, I know it would it just it, it, it would it would do all of our blood pressure and uh, gray hair and uh, hair at all. It would do do us all a lot of good, but you know, it doesn't seem like it's ever the case. You look at history; every one of these has come down to the end, and we better prepare for that. Although, hopefully, yes. we have that game in the AFC Championship game and the Super Bowl will be a little bit easier. The uh, I told uh, somebody was on the other day. Uh, Aaron and I were here, and I said, "You know, my wife is a casual fan. She likes the Patriots a lot. Yeah. I don't think that she, if she was skiing, I don't think she'd come home to just watch the Patriots. Right. You know, but yeah. she watched them when she's home, and we're there together. And so the game ends. I had glanced over when they were driving the overtime and." She's sitting on the couch and she's edged up, kind of towards the mm-hmm. edge, right on the edge of her seat. So the game ends. They do a little bit of the post stuff, and I said, "Okay, ten thirty. I'm going to bed." Mm-hmm. And she said, "I said you coming up?" She goes, "Nope." I go, "What?" <laughs> she goes, "No, I'm too wired now." She said, "Yeah, yeah, I no, can't that was, possibly." That was, yeah, that, whether you're a diehard fan or a casual fan, I'm, I'm sure that was riveting. And 
I mean, I know I, I you know, I lived and died a hundred times in the fourth quarter on overtime alone. So I can only imagine what uh, what it was like for everyone else, and just I mean, the fact that they converted those three third and longs is oh, mind boggling to me. I mean, because if Kansas City gets the ball back, they're going to go score and win. I mean, it was that simple, and they had to win the coin toss, so a lot of things had to go their way. Yeah, but it's I tell tough. you, it's been a great ride, hasn't it? Oh, unbelievable! And we're so spoiled, and, yes. and the best part is it's not over yet. So let's enjoy the next week and a half for sure. Absolutely. Yeah, I, I must say, obviously, I'm I'm not a Patriots fan, but uh, when they were up fourteen nothing at halftime, my buddy texted me was like, "I think the Chiefs are going to win this," and so I <laughs> I made a little wager with him on the money line. So I was nervous, and the Pats yep. came through, but it was a little nerve wracking there going overtime. <laughs> So. No, I, I knew it wasn't going to be that easy, when <laughs> especially when Brady had thrown that interception because they had a chance to really open it up. But no, they they tend not to do things uh, that easily in the in the biggest of games. And I would, I guess, I would uh, you know warn everyone to get ready for that to be the case again a week from Sunday. It's not going to be easy. There you go. He is Michael Hoffer, the sports editor of the Forecaster. You can find him on Twitter at fore sports, and of course, it's theforecaster.net. Michael, thanks so much for joining us today on the B-List. All right, guys. Good to talk to you. Have a good one.